I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, January 3rd, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. Jay, Happy New Year. Welcome back. I missed you. I missed all the Peak Pals. How was your holiday? Did you, how was the trip? Uh, the trip was good. The holiday was good. We It was good to read all the Omicron noon from a great distance and in warm weather. And now we're officially in shinny season. So we've been doing a lot of skating. You know, that's been the holiday. What about you? That's really nice. My holiday was great. I uh, spent it with friends and family. I got out of the city for a bit. I went skiing, which was really nice. And then now I'm back in the city and Omicron continues to heat up, but we're getting through it. But Jay, I did see that you were mentioned in the illustrious Wall Street Journal. Do you want to tell the Peak Pals why you were featured in that article? <laughs> sure. I always told my folks that I'd be in the Wall Street Journal <laughs> one day. I thought it might be for something business related, but it was actually for my foul mouth, which has become more foul during the pandemic. And the story was about people who swear more post-pandemic or mid-pandemic, and um, I was prominently featured, and it was a proud moment on my part. My parents, not so much. Yeah, maybe one day we'll release the uncensored version of the Peak Daily, so they can really hear the full range of your swearing throughout the episodes. That would be an effing crazy thing to <laughs> yeah. do, Brett. Uh, Brett, aside from the holiday and swearing and Omicron, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, new immunity. For our second story, Amazon's deal. And for our third story, delete the app. For our first story, according to a lab study in South Africa, people who recovered from the Omicron variant are better able to fight future infections from the Delta variant. Omicron fighting Delta sounds like a future Marvel movie, Brett. What do Peak Pals need to know about the South African researchers? So this sounds like uh, the Avengers 8, the way you put it. So Alex Siegel is a virologist based at the Africa Health Research in Durban, South Africa. Siegel found that the blood of patients who recovered from Omicron had a high level of antibodies potent against both Omicron and Delta variants. Carl Peterson, an epidemiologist at the London School of Hygiene and Topical Medicine, also said that the findings were consistent with their experience in the UK. And this is all, of course, important because people recovered from Omicron are better able to protect against Delta. It's likely that the more transmissible but seemingly less severe Omicron variant will displace the Delta variant of COVID-19. And on that note, we should probably give you a quick update on where Omicron is in Canada. So Quebec and BC imposed new COVID restrictions, Quebec going as far as to impose a curfew from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., preventing residents from leaving their homes. In BC and Ontario, we've revised the quarantine guidelines so that people with symptomatic cases of COVID only need to quarantine for five days. And also while we're in Ontario, they've changed the rules around PCR tests, making publicly funded tests only available to high-risk individuals, while also bumping the start of school to this coming Wednesday. So, Brett, what's next for Omicron in Canada? It's clear that the Omicron variant is different from variants before, and so governments are scrambling to figure out what the best approach is. While Omicron cases continue to rise across Canada, all eyes should be, though, on the country's hospitalization rates and ICU admissions. The capacity of each province's hospitals will determine whether governments introduce additional restrictions. For our second story, Amazon made it easier for their workers to unionize through a deal with the U.S. National Labor Relations Board. Jay, what does the deal include? Amazon reached a settlement with the NLRB that prohibits some of the tactics they have used to oppose union organizing at Amazon. Workers now must be informed of their labor rights, and Amazon can no longer restrict workers from organizing on company property. It just so happens that on the same day, organizers refiled a petition to unionize at Amazon's Soul Fulfillment Center in New York City, and two workers walked out of a Chicago warehouse in protest 
of their working conditions. And a ruling from the NLRB regional director in Atlanta with regards to whether the Bessemer case, which triggered this whole deal, that's still pending. So, Jay, why should Peak Pals care about Amazon's deal with the NLRB? Well, so far, Amazon has successfully beat back a string of unionization efforts at its warehouses, ranging from ones in the U.S. to the U.K. to Canada. But momentum for unionization has picked up during the pandemic, and now workers are demanding safer conditions, better pay, more robust benefits. And this settlement will aid labor organizers in unionizing more Amazon workplaces. For our last story, Canada's COVID alert app is looking like a bit of a flop. It was only used 869 times in November, a period in which Ontario alone had almost 20,000 confirmed cases. Brett, I haven't thought about the COVID alert app in months since I deleted it. It doesn't sound like it's going well or went well. What is the latest? You can look at the history of COVID in Canada in phases, and this was very much a phase one period when there was a lot of hype around this app. And so the background, for those who aren't familiar, the app was launched by the federal government in mid-2020 and attracted other devices in close proximity who also had the app installed. If a user tested positive for COVID-19, they would receive from public health authorities a unique key to enter into the app, which would automatically notify any close contacts that they had over the past two weeks. The app cost $20 million to develop, and it's been downloaded 6.7 million times. And here's what went wrong. Alberta and BC, they just never even agreed to use the app or promote it. In fact, Alberta launched their own competitive app, which was obviously not particularly helpful. Only 3.1 million phones were actually running the app in November. And for the app to notify users, a positive PCR test is required and a unique identifier must be issued. And as we all found out, the limits to how many PCRs could actually be done at once and the timeliness of their results. Well, this has been not the priority for public health authorities so much. And so people can't even upload a positive case, even if they have one. So it was a bit of a disaster, certainly as things ramped up this fall. So Brett, why should people care about the failure of the COVID app from wave one? Well, like you, Jay, I also deleted the app. It's a real disappointment. There was a lot of promise behind this app and it was pretty neat technology and it made a lot of sense. And so while it did sound great at the start of the pandemic, the app's rollout followed by the actual usefulness, it never lived up to these expectations. And with Omicron now surging, public health authorities aren't even prioritizing contact tracing, except for high-risk settings, mainly because everyone's just getting it. So don't expect the app to make much of a comeback. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not kick this new year off right and follow this podcast on your app of choice and share it with friends as your New Year's resolution. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. And Happy New Year, Jay. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to Dale as well. And Brett, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that Betty White, just shy of her 100th birthday, died over the past weekend. And so we'll pour one out for Betty White, which I think is what she would have wanted. Yep, she will be missed. Have a good day. Okay.